Daily Dribble. Welcome back to the Daily Dribble podcast, guys. I'm your host, as always, Nick Zammett. I'm absolutely stoked to be recording here tonight, joined by fellow cover brethren, cover brethren Matty B. Mate, welcome to the show once again. Praise be on to the cover, as always. Praise be on to all the brethren. Praise be. Thank you for indeed. having me. I thank you. I thank you very much. Absolutely. A couple of heavy hitters here flying the flag for our respective podcasts tonight. Bro, the heaviest hitters. They only get the big boys out here when they need them out here, okay? We're, oh. we're out here doing the dirty work. We're in the paint. We're throwing elbows. We're Backs. getting rebounds, okay? Backs, my man. Well, just quickly for, for the listeners out there, it's going to be a pretty pretty quick episode because I know we've you've got an appointment coming up for a little physio appointment for your for your knee, but maybe Bit, while you're I've there, got to be tended to. While you're there, my man, get your shoulders checked out because they're looking pretty sore from ca- carrying the load. Carrying the load. Well, you know what? You need to hit up Lachlan in the DMs and you there need you to go. let him know I'm carrying the load way too much. Absolutely, time way he, too much. Time he pulled his weight. That's it. He's got to get. He's got to get in here. He's not. He's not a paint man. He likes to think he can get out there and splash the threes. He's not a three man either. I don't and know it, what he's doing. He's not right out. Put him on the bench. A big man like him. Hey, it's not what That's you'd it. expect. That's it. That's exactly what you would expect. Guys. The modern day. It's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. unbelievable. Stoked to be here, though, once again. Um, as I said, it'll be a pretty quick episode. Going to rattle through just with Matty B in a moment, what he's made of the offseason. We're then going to chat about some of the, the teams or players we're expecting to overperform or underperform in the upcoming season. So looking forward to discussing that with you momentarily. Before mm. we get into it, though, guys, a big shout out to the Spotlight Sports Network and our our the, the what is he? He's the Podfather, isn't he? The Podfather. He's the Podfather. The He's the man. He's the man at the cover there, hooking us both up. Uh, we love everything he does. He's an absolute champion on and off the court. Um, so certainly appreciate all that he's doing for us both. Be sure to stay up to date with all of our socials: Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok, as well as subscribing wherever you listen to the show. Myself and the boys certainly appreciate the love. So keep it coming. Very good. Good stuff. Let's get into it, Matty. The Daily Dribble. So we'll start with, now it's been, you know, it's been a couple of weeks since we last spoke and a lot mm-hmm. has gone down since then. What have you made of the off season? How are you finding it? Are you keeping your sanity without ball? Oh, mate, I don't know what to, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to believe. Like there's all this, there's obviously all this rhetoric around Kevin Durant. Where is he going? Boston yep. have now emerged as the guys. Donovan Mitchell, where is he going? Like, it Absolutely. looks like New York will be the place. Like, yeah. oh, well, I just that's weird, it's isn't crazy. it? You, nothing's set in stone yet. Like, I last week on the podcast, I kind of spoke about um, a couple of potential trade packages and destinations for Mitchell. You know, I think mm-hmm. I, I had the Raptors, Hornets, Heat, and Knicks. It certainly seems most likely the Knicks. Yeah, but like it's the same with KD. You just wouldn't know at the moment, would you? No, nah, you got no idea. And I mean, Katie's one of those guys that like, of of course, he's a bit scorched earth in the fact that like he loves to jump on the media and give him a give him a bit of a go. But he he's also a, like a little bit, I don't know, like lucrative. I guess might be the word. Like he just kind of lurks in the shadows. He does. Um, I think it's I think it's big of Kyrie who started this whole mess. Mm to have now come out and said, no, no, I want to be in Brooklyn. Like whether it's with or without KD, that's fine. Yep. I'm, I'm happy to be in Brooklyn. I'll be the guy here, but. Put his cape yeah, on there, it, hasn't it, he? Oh man. I just, that man, I'm not even going to get into him because no. we could spend two hours on him alone because he's the question mark of the league. Right. Yep. But 
KD, what what do you make of all the latest KD to Boston stuff? Like I've nice. seen a lot of Jalen Brown, three picks, two pick swaps, a bit of Brown, Smart, Derek White, and a couple yep. of picks. What are you what are you making of it? So yeah, this is, you know, it's a it's a funny one because I I see it from both sides. I understand that he's an all-time talent, is phenomenal. Yep. You've pretty much got to give up the house, whatever it takes to get him. I also see it as a guy who's, you know, removed from some serious, serious injuries, who's 34 at the moment. Um, mm. And just in regards to the Celtics, you know, their window is open at the minute. They're yep. right there. I think, according to Vegas, they're the favourite at the moment next season. Getting Brogdon, yep. fantastic, bolsters their guard depth. I think they can do it without him. And I think if they do it without him, it keeps their core, it gives them a longer window. Uh, mm. If they go for KD, the likelihood of them getting on top, getting the chip is probably a bit greater, but that window is a lot, lot smaller and they're sacrificing a lot of their future. Yeah, I think they go from like a Milwaukee, like because obviously Milwaukee is always going to be there. They're going to be up and around it. Um, but they go from like a Milwaukee kind of window to anything in the next two to seven years, aka as long as Giannis is there, to yep. a golden state kind of window where it's like if you don't win in the next two years while your guys are still relevant absolutely then what do you what are you playing for like you've got these two young all-stars that are that are throbbing a defensive player of the year as skeptical as i was of it yes. but a defensive player of the year nonetheless um you know grant williams is finding his way yep. boston dave for those that know the fifth and dribble podcast he reckons that rob williams the third is going to be the next all-star there yeah. like there's so much promise in boston why Absolutely. would you want to fuck all that up like i just don't i don't get it personally but i do want to just tangent if i must Please. if i may sorry Mate, the floor I'm is gonna, yours I'm going to, I'm going to break from this talk because Jalen Brown. Now, I don't know what your listeners are like, but I love talking fantasy. Fantasy Absolutely. basketball is, is the thing. And I've just jumped into a league. It's a salary league, right? So you get given $200 and you have to buy your team. Yeah. I like okay? that. I like that. We well, do it normally by the draft, but I like the salary. So like this it. is done sort of by a draft as well. So people nominate players and then you have to, you bid on them. Right, yes. it's very, it's very eighteen hundreds. I don't know how oh, much. Oh no, it's like good, it. man. I like that. So I like that. There's a lot of question marks around it. So, me being me, I was like, you know what, I'm going for a heavy hitter. So I went and spent like seventy bucks on Nikola Jokic, which is fine because you know I was able to build my team around him. Then I got a little trigger happy, and spent forty five dollars on Stephen Curry. Okay, so you which got is which again left. is okay. Yep. But as it's all said and done, the the trade I did today. I sent Steph Curry and CJ McCollum to somebody else's team yeah. for Jalen Brown, Christian Wood, Spencer Dinwiddie, okay. and a second round pick for next year. Now, oh, was okay. I swindled I or do you believe in my trade tactic? I've gotten 10 years younger yep, you have. through both players. Yeah. I've got, I, I didn't have any real point guard depth. My next best point guard, sorry, I'm sitting in my car. You may have just heard a car go past me. No, you're um, right. I, my point guard depth has now gone from Devontae Graham to Spencer Dinwiddie, mm -hmm. thankfully. Yep. I, yeah. I'm a fan of it. I, Obviously, I did the trade, but what are your <laughs> initial thoughts? My initial thoughts are, oh, shit. Um, yeah. Then when you, <laughs> like, like, just as soon as you said Curry, it's like, ooh, okay, okay. Um, but once you about. kind of think about it a little bit more, um, I think it'll be interesting as well on the Jalen Brown front where he ends up. Now, if, mm. he, if he ends up on the nets and they go scorched earth, you know, KD's gone, Kyrie's gone, 
You know, he's going to have a huge, huge role. Mate, um, he's a 28, six and six guy. If he goes to absolutely the, the nets. Absolutely. And, you know, CJ, what's his impact going to be like with Zion coming back? Um, mm. Ingram's starting to elevate into that, you know, superstar talent. Uh, I, I think he might've done it right. And I think Christian Wood running around with, uh, running around with Luca there is going to be pretty potent. I actually, yeah. Think- see, that was another, for me, he's going to have a bit of a, and we're going to come back on track now for me, he's going to have a very Deandre Ayton esque season. I think I'm, I'm, I'm looking at 18 and 12 from him. Like I'm, he's a big man that can stretch the floor. Luca's going to get him involved in pick and roll. And if, you know, this is no slide on Jalen Green. Jalen Green's a fantastic player, but if, but he's no Luca Doncic, like let's, not. let's, you know, call a spade a spade. If, if Jalen Green can put Christian Wood in good positions to average, you know, 18 and 10, yep. Luca Doncic can put him in phenomenal positions to possibly have 22 and 11. You Absolutely. know what I mean? So I think you're calling. I don't know. Really. I'm a fan. With Jokic there and Brown. And you know, I th- I think that's I think that's quite solid. I think that's really the rest really of my solid. squad is like Julius Randall, Sadiq Bay, Mikhail Bridges. Like I've got some I got some young Ooh. throbbers on there. Don't worry about it. Oh that. shit! Right. Well, that yeah. could be a good a good little segue actually into our our next little segment there. Just speaking about some under and overachievers. Yeah. I what we might do? We might start uh, you know on the bottom end. We might go the underachievers. I might throw one out to you now. Do it. Um, I'm ready. I've I've written down here Julius Randle. Now, yes, I'm I'm worried after you've just said you've got him in your team. I think he's going to underachieve this season. Um, we saw him regress a great deal last season after a phenomenal campaign where the Knicks made the uh, the conference finals there. Um, but I just think it's going to be a real ironing out phase for him. You know, Barrett's elevated, Brunson coming into the fold, potentially Donovan Mitchell as well if that all plays out as as it's looking likely to. I think he could be set to really regress this year. Um, I think in terms of counting statistics, I think of him kind of finding his way within the team. He probably becomes, Mitchell comes in the third or fourth option now, um, mm. where he went from the number one guy only, you know, 12, 18 months ago. Yeah, I don't know. Because Jalen Brunson, as good as Jalen Brunson is, he's a pick and roll point guard at yeah. heart, right? Julius Randle is a big man. He likes to run the pick and roll. Okay. And as we know, Tibbs, Tibbs doesn't have the greatest offensive schemes. He's a man that's known for defense. Okay. So if you've got Mitch Robinson playing the center and then you're virtually the same, I mean, I know Jalen Brunson's a little small, but if you're virtually the same height with RJ Barrett, whoever plays the small forward and, um, and Julius Randle, I think there's a lot of pick and roll options. I think everyone knows that RJ Barrett's good. Yep. And they're going to close out on shooters. Yep. So I actually think we're going to get a bit of an uptick from Julius Randle. Right. I think yeah. I think the third fiddle role might actually suit him quite well. And he's Makes now going to have a point a guard that is in front of him that can get him in the right positions. Yep. Like he hasn't had a real point guard since Lonzo. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and his first breakout year in, in New York, he didn't have that in front of him. So RJ... Do what you got to do, dude. Like if you if you're gonna grow, grow. Donovan Mitchell, if you're gonna come there and they're gonna send a plethora of nothing over to Utah because Utah's gonna go scorched earth, then that's fine. Yeah. You do that. But um, even even with Donovan there, like Donovan, yeah, that's my two, point. Yep. So that that was Don- what I was thinking. Like I kind of based it, I guess, on the thinking that 
that Mitchell comes in because it's looking pretty likely at this point. Mm. You reckon he's going to get, like, for a guy who's as hungry as he is, who loves playing hero ball as much as he does, like, he was unequivocally in that series against the Hawks. He was their only form of offense. To, you... Okay. To put it in, I think he's a better version of Marcus Morris Sr. In the sense that he's got the similar kind of mid-range. Yep. I think he's more aggressive on the boards. I think He's so. definitely a better passer. Yep. Um, the only thing that stops Julius Randle is Julius Randle. If he accepts his role as a fourth man, yep. he can still average 20 and 10. Absolutely. Like, there's no reason. There's no reason that he can't look. Look at the other stuff around him. Mitch Robinson. He's not going to get very many points. He's going to be there for one thing and one thing only: defense and rebounds. Okay. Yep. yep. Donovan Mitchell, a slasher, going to bring up the offense. RJ Barrett's a slasher turned shooter. He's going to do his thing. And Jalen mm. Brunson is a good all-around offensive point guard. Yep. I think that there's definitely a role there for Julius Randle to thrive. Yep. But as I said, Randle's going to Randle. Like if he doesn't accept the role. Then, then they're pretty well F for broken. Well, early early picks for the Knicks, Sam. Where, where do you see them playing out this season? Do you think they're going to kind of make a resurgence this season or kind of you know, similar Injury. to what they did last season? Injuries are everything, obviously. But I think based on the squad that they've got, I think that they could be fifth, yep. maybe sixth. Yep. Um, and, if, and if Donovan comes in there, then I will lock in fifth. Yeah, because there's obviously like they're gonna there's chemistry issues and all that kind of stuff and and you know we saw that without a guy like Donovan Mitchell in the fold last time, uh, yep. last year. Um, but if if they come in with defined roles and Tibbs not taking any crap, they could definitely be a fifth seed. I, I agree. I agree, and I I think if Mitchell comes in, that's where they're looking. I think that's what they should be targeting. If the mm-hmm. you know the chips and injuries fall right, maybe a home court could sneak in. But I think. Yeah, if Mitchell doesn't come around, you're looking at a play into a eight at best, I reckon, just with how yeah, stacked yeah, the conference is at the moment, which is which is awesome. It's awesome to see both conferences loaded, uh, a lot, mm. a lot of high quality squads out there at the moment. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah, I think it's fantastic to see my guy who I think is gonna. I have two guys Good. that I think are going to compete for most improved player. Ooh, here we go. So a couple of overachievers. Let's get it. A couple of overachievers. Sadiq Bay. Yes. I think yes. he could really compete for most improved player, especially considering he's going to be one of the older heads. He's yep. already got a 50-point game under his belt. Doesn't like he just he's got that dog in him, doesn't he? Like he has got that dog. Yep. And he's been he's been up in the Rockies and training in low altitude. And he's been and like, going bananas. You love bro, to see he, that. That is work ethic and then some. He's gone full Goku in a Dragon Ball Z. He's in a hyperbaric chamber doing his thing, right? Like, I love that. Yeah. My other guy, and this is purely because they've effed everybody off around him, Keldon Johnson. Yes. Keldon Johnson has the ability to score yep. six more points a game, yep. grab two more rebounds a game, and, you know, maybe dish it one or two more times a game. And you've seen the growth that happens in the Spurs system. If he did all of that, that takes him to 23 points a game, yep. eight boards, and four assists. Yep. If you do that over 82 games, keeping your same shooting averages of like 47, 40, and 75, you tell me that that's not the most improved player. And I tell you what, his contract was at four years, 80 million. Looks like an they absolute got him steal. For a steal. That is I a thought steal. the Mikhail Bridges, I thought Mikhail Bridges four years, 90 was good. Yep. And then this one came out. And I tried to ask the boys in the in the group chat, hey, which one would you prefer? 
and they were being dickheads and they just ended up putting in an option like i just want milk that tastes like real milk like i don't <laughs> care about your milk takes i want to know a real answer give me the answer who would you yep if you if you had between those two guys 490 480 do you want keldon or mikhail now right now if you're if you're starting a franchise who are you taking um mm-hmm. oh i think just from what we've seen just, I guess, a longer sample size and on both ends of the floor, I would say Mikhail at the moment. If you ask me mm. at the end of the season, I reckon Keldon, because I see that as well. I see huge, huge potential for growth there for him. And I reckon mm-hmm. your, your lock of most improved. Um, I wonder what, I reckon they'd be paying juicy odds. And I, I like that pick too. Mm, yeah, I think those, those two are going to be absolutely battling it out. And it's, yep. it's going to be great. And like, the Pistons aren't going to be world beaters. They might be, they yep. might be a playing team. Might. Yep. Which would be awesome. Be, be awesome. In it would be great. Victory. It would be fantastic that, you know, they've, they've uh, helped in areas that they needed help that, you know, Cade's obviously got another year of growing, Absolutely. Um, you know, bringing in Duran and Ivy and all that. That's going to be yeah. fantastic for them. I'm, I can't wait to see them. They're probably going to battle out for rookie of the year being on a crappy team. Yep. Um, but, the Spurs are going to suck. They're going to be like, they're going to be they're Like we thought the Rockets were bad last year. I'm talking shades of like 2011 Charlotte Hornets. Let's go. Charlotte Bobcats. Well, let's, uh, without kind of thinking too much, I'll just come up with a number over under 23 and a half wins. You got the over or under? For the Spurs? Yeah, for the Spurs, 23 and a half. I think that's a fantastic number only because Pop is so good. But their talent pool sucks. Yeah, facts. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go under. Yeah, I'm gonna take the unders, but only just. What do you say? As I came up with the number, I was like, "Oh shit, this is." I I might need to flip a coin because I think that, like, (laughs) on the on the pure basis of talent and what they've got and what they're kind of striving towards, you know, trying to, you know, do whatever they can to get that Victor Wembanyama. Yeah, can't wait to see him. Um, I would say the under, but I just think purely even last season. No, granted, I know they had Murray, but the way that Pop just grinds out wins somehow, some way, every night they play hard. Um, I'm going to take the over, but I reckon if they do, it's like 24, 25 at best. Yeah, see, my yeah, I'm I'm with you, but in the inverse, my under is going to be like they win like 21 games. Like yeah. they're only just going to miss the yeah. mark because they're, they're better than the Rockets last year. They were 20 yeah. and 62. Yep. The Thunder, you can't judge because they shut everyone down as they always do. The yep. Trailblazers, again, shut down Dame. So you can't really judge that. And the Kings only got um, DeMantis halfway through the year. Yeah. So you can only take that on face value, but they're better than those Rockets. I agree. Um, I, I, it may just be the fact that they're in the Western Conference that they end up under twenty three and a half. If they're if they're in the East, they could scrape scrape twenty five, twenty seven games maybe. To be honest, I like you know love live and breathe everything basketball. Um, but yep. I I would be struggling to tell you five players at the minute on the list, especially given now our man Jack, Jock Landale's out. Um, it, mm. you know their list is looking all sorts of shaky. Yeah, I, that, I reckon that's fine though. That's fine though because that's you know they got a good haul for for Murray there. Um, you know that's it's kind of a shame because you'd like to see Pop have one like have a good team around him and have one more real red hot crack at it. 
It's mm. not going to be the case. Mm. There's not going to be any miracle this season of making the play in. You know, nah. there's, there is zero chance of that happening. And you know what? If there is, if it does happen, I'll shut down my podcast. I'll stop. Yeah. Because that just that just shows that I know nothing about basketball. I know nothing about Greg Popovich. I know I can't even say the man's name. Yep, I know nothing know. about San Antonio basketball. I have disrespected Tim Duncan and all of his ancestors. I I'll shut it down. And I'm sorry, I'm Lock, but that'll yep. be the case, mate. I'm have to, I'm gonna have to shut it down. Well, that's the thing about you and I doing it here by ourselves, Rowan Lee. I speak on behalf of you. I'm with you there. I'll shut it down as well. You know, we, we can't can... help that we are but businessmen running our businesses right now. They're on holidays. I don't know what this union is that they're yeah. a part of, but they're on holidays doing their thing. Yep. We're out here. We're doing the legwork, all right? So we get, the, the we get to make the decisions too, that means. We do. Exactly. We definitely do. Um, overachiever for you, my friend. I, I, I've got this one. Now, it's kind of I'm, – I'm very biased because I love him. I've been with him since the very start. Josh Giddy. I Ooh. think I think he, you know, he's becoming quite a focal point in people's minds of a bit of mm-hmm. a star. I think he's really gonna up it a notch. I think he could nearly become, to a certain extent, you know, if you kind of squint your eyes, a Luca without the shot. Oh you know, wow! It, it, there you go. I think this combination, the amount of, you know, he's hungry for. He's a lot more hungry for the boards in the NBA than I thought he would be. Mm. Um, and I think his playmaking is it's it's elite level. It's up there with the best in the league as oh, it is. 100%. But when you factor in bringing in a guy like Shet, who's just going to be able to roll to the rim and just his assist numbers with Shet on the inside, SGA on the outside, it's just going to be bulk. He's going to be looking See, at. I'm you know, worried about Chet. I'm worried about Chet. And I'm sorry game. to take away from your Josh Giddy no, no, no. Uh, rhetoric, but I'm worried about Chet. That. I have shades of a very slim 7-3 Latvian boy that was drafted by the New York Knicks. Yeah. He had a jump shot. He had post moves. He could pass. He could rebound. They even nicknamed him the Unicorn. They did. He then went down with one injury, and he has not been the same. He's been on two teams since. Yep. And just has not, and like hasn't put together more than a fifty-game season. Absolutely. Since his injury. Absolutely. I'm, I'm very worried that a thinner, taller, Chet Holmgren could be down the same path. You think about the boys he's got to go up against. Yep. Some the big men. Timber. Some big, big timber. Bro, I'm even worried about Chet going up against Rudy Gobert. Yeah. And where and like that man has. Not no muscle because he's obviously huge and it's all proportionate. But you know, you've then got guys like Nick Jokic, Giannis, yes. yep. Joel Embiid, like Quinn Capella can throw his ass Absolutely. around as well. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Like, he has a I, AD to, to a certain extent if he gets there playing the five for a bit. Look out! AD is a piece of paper. I'm out on AD. Uh, AD is a piece of paper. I'm out <laughs> on AD. But you, you know, Zion, Zion oh, exactly. comes through the paint. Uh, he, That's a six-six guy that will fold him. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, so, I agree in that. I, I did have reservations about this as I put Giddy down. I was like, okay, does take into account a big part of that will be on Shet. Um, mm-hmm. I think that he will overachieve. Um, I, I, I'm with you, though. Like, I, from what we saw in Summer League, even, there's flashes from Shet where you think, wow, this guy has it. He's, he's the mm. package. And there's other yeah. moments where you're like, you know what it kind of make, makes me think of? Ja Morant, watching him. 
every time he goes up, you know, for a highlight reel dunk, it's like, ah, oh, shit. You can just see he's oh, going to come down, his knees. land yeah. horribly, and it's going to be kind of season over. I have that yeah. the same extent, same feeling with Shet that every play he's involved in, you know, it could be a horrific injury. Yeah. So yeah, I'm 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 with you, and I think that's you know, that's me being an ACL brethren. Shout out, but um, yeah, and obviously seeing Derek Rose and everything that happened with him, Jamarant, the parallels are insane, but. Yeah. Back to the point at hand, and we're getting very tangenty on this point podcast, yeah. and I'm very sorry because no, I love that. Mate, that that's why I get you on. That's what I want. That's what I want. This, that's... Is, this is the maze. This is the labyrinth. Get um, what's his name, David Bowie or whatever. Yeah, Who, yeah, was yeah. he in labyrinth? labyrinth? He get him labyrinth. in here to figure to figure out whatever's going on because we don't know what's happening. No, it's good. But I think I, I agree with Giddy. Obviously, taking a jump. Yep. I think he could he could probably get to like the 15 points, That's you know, a solid eight and a half rebounds, yep. seven to eight assists. Like this guy has triple double careers written all over him. And I love that. That's you know fantastic. You know what I love mm-hmm. watching? And the comparison with Luca that I made was they're both, you know, not quick players, but they bring the game no, down. They're slow as fuck. But they bring the game to their level and they have everyone yeah. play it with them. You know, the way mm-hmm. Luca can control a game and yet he's still got that little little burst of speed that gets him by. It's similar with Giddy. Like they just play at their own level and they bring everyone down with them, which is awesome. Brother, all the all the great point guards do it. You see it with Chris Paul, right? Yep. He yep. slows the game down so he can run the mid-range. You see Steph Curry. He speeds the game up so he's yep. chaotic and can launch it from 8,000 feet away from the basket. Yep. You, you obviously, Luca and Giddy, you see guys like um, there was one more guy – Russell Westbrook, who yes. just is chaos personified. Nuclear. And those OKC days where he would just grab the board and yep. destroy teams, like it, all the greats do it. It's yep. and it's and it's great for Australian basketball to see this. this. Like I'm I'm so keen for the growth of Josh Giddy that this next year is going to be great. I think the year after is going to be his real push. You always see that third year bump from third guards, year. and we saw yep. it with Ja Morant. Um so I'm excited. I'm so excited for the future of Australian basketball and, and to see Josh Giddy grow, man. Absolutely. So keen. I'm I'm super keen as well. And you know, as we said, the amount of blokes from the NBL we've sp- I've spoken about over the last couple of weeks who have been in summer league. We've got Dyson Daniels this year. You know, the, the talent that is just pouring through from the NBL to the NBA is phenomenal. Um yeah. You know, it really is. I, I I put it in my title last week. The NBL is a is a breeding ground. Um, I, I'm so pumped for this season, both for the NBA and the NBL. Let's um I've I've got another one here for you, mate. Now I'm I've, ready. I've I've got the, the name written down and I didn't put underachieve or overachieve. I wanted to see where you would take this for me. Oh, stop it. I love this. I love an edge. I I've, love edging. Ask my partner. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's good stuff, isn't it? Yeah. It's great stuff. It's good stuff. <laughs> Heightens heightens the experience, does it not? Heightens everything, bro. Everything. It's like a blind man. He can he can hear things for miles. Imagine Stevie Wonder because he gets rid of his like his eyesight. Oh, gone. don't you don't his you got to cut to Stevie Wonder to me. <laughs> too many too deep there. Oh, oh Stevie! It's uh, imagine his senses heightened. 
on top oh of you know already goodness. after being blind it's unbelievable he's already doing these ones mate yeah. he doesn't need to he doesn't need to get any more senses i don't yeah think. no he's, he's please don't put it. that please don't cut that up for your socials that'll be tough to watch that'll be tough i would disgrace the fifth of dribble name we will get cancelled for that okay uh, if you haven't done it already then i think you're going to be safe <laughs> i hope so i hope so <laughs> that's tough anyway mate, give me the name, name i'm ready i've got the lakers now I'm I'm as a Lakers fan, I I didn't know where to weigh in because you know it's, surely they've got to overachieve based on what they did last season because that was just absolutely god awful. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm really excited. You know, it's kind of been a lesser talking point for the Lakers this off season, but I'm really excited about the appointment of Darvin Ham. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the energy he brings. What he was doing with the Bucks, just being that kind of locker room presence, I think is going to have a mm-hmm. really good impact with the Lakers. Um, granted, it's, it's funny knowing how things are going to potentially play out with the, the Kyrie, the Westbrook situation, but I just wanted mm. to throw it to you. Where do, do you think they're going to underachieve or overachieve this season? Or just, can, you, just give me, be, can you give me give a me game barometer? Yeah, let's say, uh, oh, you got arguably the best player in history on your team. I think you've got to be looking mm. at a fourth place finish. Home court. They creep into home court. Oh, home court. Mm, I think they they've they've actually quietly had like a pretty good off season. I think that they've done too. well shoring up their bench with guys like Lonnie Walker, yep. uh, Juan Toscano Anderson. Like they've they've Kendrick gone out. Back. Yeah, oh, don't even fucking get me started <laughs> on Kendrick Nunn. That man is that man is. Or, with the greatest respect to Kendrick Nunn, he yeah. is not a basketball player. No. I have not seen him play enough basketball no. to believe that he's a basketball player. I love the um, idea of Kendrick Nunn. I don't love the reality. Yeah. yeah. It's like eating KFC. You love oh. the idea of it. Then you have oh. it and you're like, why the fuck did I do that? I feel like shit now. Mate, I had the, um, uh, just quickly digress very slightly. I had on the weekend, right. it was in the uh, the secret menu. It was like the, the Christmas mistletoe box or something like Christmas in July. What the fuck is the secret menu and where have I been living to not get this? You got the app? I do not have the app. I have the Macca's app. I'm a Macca's faithful. Yeah, no, I got both. I'm disgusted in myself. (laughs) There's the KFC app and there's a little secret menu. You got to kind of pull up to find it. And there was this Mm. special box and it came with, you know, all your regulars, your chips, your whatever, whatever. It came with a chocolate mousse as well. But it oh, also, chocolate, the chocolate mousse at KFC goes hard. Underrated, two ninety five for that decadent beauty. Underrated stuff. It came with stuffing dipping sauce. That's what it was called, like stuffing dipping sauce. And oh, was, I know what I'm getting for dinner. I've got to sort I, out my own dinner tonight. Incredible, I'm going to KFC. incredible. So there you go. There's my little treat to you. Check Love it out. It. Get after. Unfortunately, it. my treat to you is not going to be the same because I don't think the Lakers get home court advantage. Yep. Yep. I don't think that they get fourth. I think when you break it down, the Suns are, fa- are a fantastic, uh, like, regular yep. season team. The Grizzlies, fantastic. Warriors, coming off for championship. The Nuggets, they're getting so many people back. Mm-hmm. The Clippers mm-hmm. are getting so oh, many people back. Clip, yeah. You've got, the, yeah, like, come on, bro. Don't, yeah. And I love a Laker bash. This is not a Laker bash. But the Clippers are getting heaps of people back. The Timberwolves yeah. have just gone all in. All right. I don't agree yeah. with their $400 million front court, but we're at six teams already, and like, we haven't even got to the Lakers. The Pellies, the Pellies are like, the, obviously the Jazz are going to drop out, and, the, yep. and like, it is what it is. There's, the Pellies have got real quick. Zion coming back. The Mavericks, oh. 
Christian Wood and Luka Doncic, excuse me. Like, yeah, losing Jalen Brunson is a lot, but they get better across the board with a guy like Christian Wood than what they did with Jalen Brunson. There's eight Um, easy ones. There's eight easy ones. Eight teams that they've got to beat. Like, there's at least four teams in there that they've got to beat more than four times. Yep. Like, it's it's a lot. And And it's fantastic as a fan to see how good the NBA is. Agreed. Like I, Agreed. that's what I'm so excited for over this next year. Not only content the creators Clippers, like us, it's awesome too. Bro, it's going to be so good. Not only are the Clippers going to bend over everybody, but the, the, the competition that's going to be yeah. throughout and all of the stories and the little stories, yep. this is why you get into sport. I had someone say to me the other day, why do we get so emotionally attached to made up games with shit rules? Oh, and give like, me a break. It's, it's but they're true, like they yeah. know what they're talking about. Yeah. So yeah. and like it's, I I get too it. emotionally invested. I know that, but yeah. it's gonna be such a good year. I cannot wait I'm, for the 2022-23 NBA season. Man, I'm pumped, and that's probably a good little point to to knock it. Like for the NBA, I'm so so keen. For the NBL, I'm beyond excited. Um, you know, yeah. it's we've got so much incredible content to look forward to over the coming, you know, coming months. Um Christmas Day game for the NBL. Excuse me. How good's that? Um, not only that, fifth and dribble and the daily dribble getting together for Tassie versus Sydney over the Australia Day long weekend. I, I, keep your eyes peeled for that. I tell you what, what my, my liver is going to be in bad, bad shape. It, oh, it's, <laughs> I might have to go on a cleanse before and after. And That's after. how much I've got to just get ready for it. I'm so keen. It's, it's, it's awesome. Um, you know, what are we now? We're, Back end of July, we've still got a few weeks to go yet, but, um, you know, loving it. The content still rolls on, doesn't it, Matty B? We're still showing up week in, week out, grinders. It does, mate. And I've got to go in for my rub down now because I've got to fix these shoulders after I'm carrying the load. Lachlan, pick your socks up. Come on. Mate, we'll end it there then. Get you away. Just quickly, where can everyone find you and Lock? Oh, bro, they can find us at Fifth and Dribble. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. Um, you know, put it into Transistor and you find yeah. all of our pages and whatnot there. Shout out to the brethren at the Cover AU as always. Praise be. Praise be indeed. Mate, I really appreciate you coming on tonight. As I said, um, you know, flying the flag for the boys. It's been a pleasure talking to you. I can't wait to do it again soon. Mate, whenever you need me, I'm here. Let's fly that flag. Brilliant. Guys, from Nick, from Matty B, from the boys at the the fifth and dribble team and the daily dribble team, it's been a blast. We can't wait to talk to you again next week.